and welcome to the Disney Desk, the most magical podcast on earth. I am Carter. And I'm Sydney. And to give you a little bit about ourselves, uh, like I said, I'm Carter. I am a writer and stage manager in the New York and Pennsylvania area. And uh, my name is Sydney Nicole Barkley. I am an actress and filmmaker also in the Philadelphia area. And what this is, is us kind of doing what we like best. Um, Kind of doing what comes natural to us. Right. Look, we both love Disney. We both love animation. And in particular, we like trying to get down to the nitty gritty of them. We like breaking them down, trying to figure out why something works and why something doesn't. Right. And to give you a, a brief history of our relationship, we met in high school and one of our teachers made a comment that we should have a show. And we agreed. Yeah. You know, after hearing that like 17 times, we were finally like, and several years later, we were like, you know what? Let's actually go for it. You're correct. Yeah. So, because I mean, sometimes I wish we were always recording our conversations like 24-7. That would be hilarious. There there have been multiple times where I'm like, man, I wish I wrote that down. Right. Because you said something really interesting that I want to apply to how I approach media. Right. And I think that's kind of the angle we wanted to bring this to this podcast we wanted it to be a bit more of a not just a discussion and opinion piece about disney but sort of an investigative yeah certainly we wanted to kind of be like pop culture detectives yeah trying to because disney is kind of just media now it's everywhere right and i it's worth continually meeting it and trying to investigate it trying to figure out criticize what, yeah. enjoy in, yeah. in the unique way that we can yeah and i think sydney you really nailed really hit the nail on the head with your first idea for an episode um Correct. investigating what it means to be a disney adult in the yes. year of our lord 2022 correct there is this phenomenon i want to call it on sort of like the commentary corners of YouTube about this idea of a Disney adult um, as a, as an entity. What, what are they? Who are they? You've probably, if you have an Instagram account, I guarantee you've come across one. And according to uh, NPR.org, the unofficial definition of a Disney adult is a term colloquially used. English is fundamental. Um, To describe an adult who loves all things Disney and spends vast amounts of money and time on Disney-related products and experiences. Now, I've found a connection between, like, Disney adults and, like, a monetization of this. Like, it's never... Like, Disney adults have sort of found a way to turn this into this sort of digital nomad thing. And, like, maybe that's really where these people come from, is that there is so much money to be made... By being someone who consumes Disney at nauseum. Right. Well, it's interesting you bring up the monetization thing because I, cause it flips two ways. Because, like, I, I don't think spending money on movie tickets inherently makes you a Disney adult. Like, that's... Right. That's a, a, a that's person. A minis- <laughs> yeah, that's a minuscule purchasing. Right. But there's so much merchandise. There's so many different avenues. And, like, Disney has been very open about this. There's that right. famous sketch Walt Disney made where he just drew out all of the different branches from, like, the recording... Uh, like the recordings of the albums, the amusement parks, the merchandise, the books, the yeah. movies, and how it all just kind of tangles into this octopus. Right. So that's always been a part of it. But yes, also the the idea that you can have a brand 
that is Disney. Right. That, you can apply Disney. You can put, like, your talent, whatever it is, like, uh, if you, like, are someone who sews or crafts or, like, does fucking anything, and you can, like, push it through a Disney filter, mm-hmm. and then, like, that's who you are as your presence on the internet. Right. There are literally people whose entire presence on Instagram is filtered through the lens of, I am going to go to the Disney parks. Every day. Basically every <laughs> other day. It really does. Yeah. Maybe they just, like, stockpile content and yeah. make it look like they're there every day. That's But it looks more... like they go every day. Right. Where yeah. they, but not just the parks. Specifically, the food. Right. And that is what really... I, I That's, like... That's it's mind-blowing. Being, yeah. Because Disney is certainly not necessarily sponsoring all of these individuals oh, to the degree not. that they could afford to do this. Right, because the food's expensive. The park's expensive. The entry's expensive. I just read an article the other day that they're raising their prices yet again for shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah, because they can do that. And it's, like, for me, that is where you get into the Disney adult territory, where there is a part of your budget every month that goes toward Disney or there's a part of your revenue that is somehow Disney-related. Yeah. And it's, like, that even reminds me of, like, I feel like back in, like, high school, college, like, you always know of a family that does Disney annually. But yes. it's, like, they're also, like, they're also, like, a food stamp family. Like, other parts of their lifestyle, like, are budgeted tightly. Like, they're not, necess- they're not like, rich by any means. Right. But, like, this Disney trip does not get interrupted. Like... Th- it's their only luxury. Right. And, like, they've got the car decals to prove it. <laughs> yes. Do we count them as Disney adults or Disney people? I, I kind of no. feel like we, Maybe? Maybe, because it's, like, I feel like my understanding of Disney adults really hinges on content creation. That's interesting. I guess... Because that's how I consume Disney adults. Like, that's my... Like, like, like the true blue Disney adults. <laughs> That's your line in the sand. They it's have like, to make a part of their brand. Correct. Yeah, they have to create stuff around Disney. They right. can't just spend money on Disney. Which means, like, by default, they're probably fall into the category of, like, millennial. Right. And they are, like, living that digital mo- nomad lifestyle. And they are content creators by career choice. And it just happens to be, like, Disney-themed. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I have two points I think I can bounce off that. Well, one is, I mean, everyone's a content creator now. It's it just seems, a part of existing yeah. in a social space, isn't it? Like, right. even if you're just posting on Instagram, here's my dog. Here's my dog. Here's but, my pasta. Yeah. But now that I think about it, I was going to reference, I, I like, I won't name names, but I worked at the New York Renaissance Fair and someone there who I was pretty close to because we worked in the same sort of department in like the deep woods where the fairies and stuff hung out. It seemed like in the off-season, they would go every other week. And I was thinking, well, that counts as a Disney adult. But then I thought about it, and it's like, no, it's not just that. They make custom Disney ears. Yeah. They post on their Instagram custom Disney ears, mm-hmm. and they take commission. Like, they will take requests of, like, someone who wants someone wants a Scarlet Witch set of ears. They yeah. can do that. Someone wants a, a Tiana baby Yoda. set of ears. Yeah. yeah, Baby Yoda. They definitely have a Baby Yoda set of ears. I could probably skim sure. through and find it. But... Consuming Disney stuff is an activity, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the movies, you listen to a soundtrack, you go to a park. That's an activity. Right. But when you combine it with creation, when you combine it with where you're actively participating, then I, right. yeah, like the combination of hobbies and Disney, I do think you make an interesting point there, yeah. is a really good combo. 
Um, one of the big points I also wanted to make is, what does being a Disney adult mean in a world where Disney owns half the damn market? Every, where Disney is, like, default, yeah. Because there were certainly Disney adults just when it was the princess stuff. Right. And then just when it was Pixar. Right. And, you know, what's interesting about that is, like, you know, you mentioned a few minutes ago about Walt Disney himself, like, drawing out, like, this sort of, like, you called it an octopus map. Yes. And it's like, that really speaks to how it was always intended to be this invasive. Yes. <laughs> like, that was always the design. That was always his design. Like, this right. is going correctly according to plan. Yes. Look, we can litigate the person Walt Disney, the creator Walt Disney. That will certainly be a part, we'll inevitable part of this. We'll leave that to, like, Family Guy jokes. They yes. Let Mostly to Family Guy jokes, and, like, about. we can briefly discuss it at some point. But, yeah, say what you want. He was infinitely ahead of his time in terms of technical ambition and business ambition. Yeah. Um, at least in the entertainment field. And Correct. Yeah, I guess my point is, because... And I was thinking about the whole Disney adult thing in a lot of different lenses. I was definitely thinking about, there was definitely a period where us growing up, and we can talk a little bit about our experiences with For Disney, sure. where we were in, we were growing up as kids in the 2000s, and kids, like boys, were basically conditioned to never make eye contact with anything Disney. Mm. Like the idea was, Disney's the girl thing, or, and I apologize for using this term, like, oh, Disney, that's gay. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a language we would have used back then. But Right, that, yeah, was, there was, that a, was a word of yeah, the 2000s. Yes, there was a clear line where when the Disney Renaissance ended and we were in that 2000s phase where they were trying to make a boys thing, they were trying with Treasure Planet and Atlantis mm -hmm. and it wasn't working, and then they went back to the princess stuff. And, like, once you reach, like, age 11, it's like, yeah. no, you can't like Disney. Right. And, you can, and maybe you can like Pixar. Yeah, you can dip your toes in Pixar because they make right. boys stuff. You know? Right. They make the movies blue, about toys. A lot of you greens. Know? Action. You know, they have yeah. Incredibles. You could get away with that. Yeah. But even then, like, don't get caught dead seeing Ratatouille. Yeah, don't. <laughs> they were so desperate to make a boys thing, they finally just buy Marvel. And it's like, well, Marvel's Disney. If you like any comic book character, you like a Disney thing, basically. Yeah, you're in. You've been indoctrinated, whether you like it or not. And then they just go for the throat and get Star Guess Wars. Guess what? You're in, too. Yeah. And then they get Fox, which it's like, oh, you like Predator? You like Alien? Those are Disney now. Yeah. The Prey is one of the most successful Disney films of the year. Right. And it's a Predator movie on Hulu. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's... We got to this phase where it's like cool to like Disney again because they got Marvel and they got Star Wars. Right. I feel like we're kind of cresting on that because now it's like, oh, they own everything. They're bad. They're mean. They're evil. Right. And we talk about that as if we're like at going to at any point be willing to like part with our Disney. Exactly. We're not. Right. <laughs> and I get that again. That's the point. It's like, oh, we've reached an end game where it's like, even if we don't like Disney, it's omnipresent. Yeah. You are we're doing all your pop cultures through the lens of Disney. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, and I was just going to say, like, I don't know if you want to talk about your experiences with Disney or not, or, like, how you really got into it. Yeah, well, you know, I was, I, like, I was going to say something similar, because I was going to hinge into, like, the other part of our conversation today, like, you know, pivoting from Disney adulthood, like, what's the definition of a Disney childhood? And, and we want to kind of analyze, does that, is that looking different, um, 
will that look different when we are having children of our own? And Disney was default in my household. Mm-hmm. But I, but I think I was raised by a Disney parent. Like, I think very much, like, raised by, like, a big fan of, like, Mary Poppins and things like that. Like, from mm-hmm. that, that 60s, like, live-action Disney stuff was, like, introduced to me from birth. So, and, like, I was definitely brought up in, like, a Disney family. Like, I can see, like, the VHS lineup mm-hmm. on our bookshelf now of, of everything that we had. Like, all of those relics, like, from that time. And we went to Disney when I was, like, five years old. It was my first time going to Disney. I've been to Walt Disney World twice now in my lifetime. And, yeah, but I was a girl. I am a girl. So, it right. was, like... I did engage with the princess stuff heavy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Cin- not Cinderella, um, um, Ariel, like, really, like, owned the streets. Like, in the 90s, like, I had the bed sheets. I had a birthday party. I had a Little Marie birthday party at, like, three years old. Like, I was thoroughly, like, into Disney. But I feel like there's going to be even less emphasis on... Well, not, not that there's going to be less emphasis for children... But because Disney has joined the pantheon of streaming services, mm-hmm. that, like, its influence is now watered down, like, its presence is less special right? for it, new for newer Disney viewers, for children. I think that's a really good point, because it is, it does, it just inherently feels different when, especially now that, like, young kids are so, like, media literate at such a young age, where it's like, yeah, I was literally listening to someone describe, you know, just handing their like three-year-old a tablet watching them press three buttons and then they're watching bluey on disney plus right um, yeah which i want to get into just because i'm amazed that an animated Aus- well maybe new zealand or australian i j- i'm <sighs> bewildered by it i'm just bewildered bluey? by it. where did this come from I've, what is this Who i have this? yet to investigate bluey but like the name has come up quite a few times it's like the dogs yeah I, i'm seeing pictures of dogs. it and like i'm seeing adults reference bluey and i'm like wait Aussies a minute wait a minute like do i need to investigate this i think maybe i do but i just well mostly for me it's just the gif where one of the parents goes oh no here come that's not australian i can't do accents on audio that's why i can never be a voice actor they're like <laughs> oh no here comes the meltdown and i just use that occasionally when things go really wrong um but anyway like yeah, it's, it feels diluted in a way. And I guess that's a part of it, too. It's diluted because there's just so much more, quote-unquote, Disney stuff. Right. Like, the Muppets are Disney. The, right. The, the, long, the long-suffering Muppets are yeah, technically Disney. Yeah, the Simpsons. The Simpsons are Disney now. Right. Um, I mean, isn't... Does that inc- does that mean Family Guy is Disney? Does that mean... I mean, they sure joke about it a lot. Right, <laughs> yeah. When you get to season whatever the hell. 57, yeah. Um... Yeah, and I guess I guess that's a curious thing. And like I said, I come from it from a completely different. Like I've never been to Disney World. I've never been to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. My, you know, we had all the clamshell, like fluffy white uh, styrofoam. Yeah, the VHS plant. cases. Right. But then again, when we turned teenager, they started donating those to Goodwill, giving those away. Right. And it's like, well, you know, that's for little kids and ladies. Right. And <laughs> neither of those live in this house, so. <laughs> Yes, and, well, my sister. But, right. <laughs> but also, she was a lacrosse kid, so, you right, know, it got yeah. filtered out a little bit. And it's hard to distinguish Disney kid from just a regular kid now. Right, yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, there's just, maybe that is, maybe it's, it is hard to define a Disney kid now because 
Disney, you're right, Disney content is too much of everything. It's too much of the majority. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's it's much more difficult to define everybody's a Disney person. Right. I still think it's interesting because the specific phrase Disney adult feels so millennial in its title. I hate using that word, but. Well, you know, what I was going to say about the Disney adult, it's like they didn't give themselves this title. Like this is, this term was invented to make fun of yeah it's a pejorative term yeah this is like there is an element of cringe to being a disney adult and i do think because i'm like i would never call anyone a generation or two older than me a disney adult and i really do think it is a and there's so much like discourse on this but the idea of like you know not giving up childish things or letting people enjoy things i think there is a big transition for like adults where before adults, it's like, well, it's time to put away these toys and right. grow up and move on. Like Andy and Toy yes. Story 3. Literally, like Andy, I actually want to bring that up. I'm glad you removed <laughs> me because Andy from Toy Story wouldn't make sense. Even now, yeah. even like 10 years removed from Toy Story 3, you're like, right. huh, this is kind of weird. And especially like, oh my gosh, that's a great point. Like think of all of the droves of weirdos that show up to Comic-Cons every year dressed right. As every character you've ever wanted. Andy like, would bring his... Uh, Andy would at least bring Buzz and Woody to college. Barely I would have now. brought Buzz and Woody to college. What I mean, mean, even then, I was like, it's kind yeah. of weird that he only picked one of them. But right. now it's like, man, he just... He really was going to put them all in a box. Right. That's, that's not... <laughs> I just feel like that's... And that, a part of that's because Toy Story was written by older, you know, older men who yeah. were, like, from a generation that kind of tissed tis- well, you for fun with time. your toys. Yeah. yeah. It's time to get a job. <laughs> You're done. Yeah. And I guess that ties in with the content creation thing, too, because it's like, oh, what is work anymore? You just always work. Right. Everything is a brand or content yeah. or something you can theoretically monetize. Right, I mean, exactly. we're literally making a podcast right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I feel, it just feel, it feels like our generation really did get in this era of really blurred lines. Yeah. And the result is, yeah, you can like Disney and be a 27-year-old and go to the park every other week. And right. get custom ears and, you know, uh, do the beer tour. And uh, freaking beer tour at Disney World. They right. they know what they're doing. They know who's they here. They know what this generation is. And <laughs> right. they lean into it. <laughs> right, exactly. For good and, well, I mean, it's cynical. But I also think it's good to encourage people to just like stuff. Right. Have good, you know, you like Disney, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. Right. But, like, okay, wait. One, like, final question before we wrap up this talk, like, what do you think? Because, like, I mean, like, we've talked, like, you want to have kids one day. Like, I mean, theoretically, Theoretically, yes. yes. I mean, you know, I also wanted to live in New York by now, and... Well... You know, I wanted to have a pet I want to go to Disney World every year, like... <laughs> but, um, like, what do you, like, what will you put in front of your kids? Like, what, to what degree will you expose them to Disney? Or will we have lost all control to the mouse by then? Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, it feels like just in general, and like, I hate to be, because I don't have kids, you know, I'm right. occasionally around kids, I hate to be like, but kids these days. Right. Or be like, oh, this is how it should be. Right. Again, right. I can't do voice acting. It sucks. <laughs> that I, was two voices. It'd no. be so easy. Those were two distinct characters. I knew exactly thank who you, they were. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so hard because, again, I'm not around kids all the time, but you know, I feel like we kind of already lost that because the minute a kid has a tablet and you have more than one streaming service, you're at the mercy, oh, you know, sans parental controls, you're at the mercy of whatever they want to do. Yeah, they're they're watching slime videos on YouTube. Yeah. Like, 
That's what they're going to be. Both the videos of people making slime and the Broadway right. bootlegs. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it, I feel like we've already lost that battle where it's like, can you dictate what your kids watch? And I guess that's a bigger, more like media literacy question as opposed to just a really Disney question. But I feel like even if I wanted to steer them toward the things I like, one, I would feel a little gross because I always... Yeah. Because as someone who really doesn't like 80s nostalgia, mm-hmm. where it's like, man, we really had... Ghostbusters and Transformers shut down our throats as, like, a thing, huh? Yeah. I mean, then again, I like I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so that's calling the kettle black, I suppose. But, oh, yeah, it's like, one. you know, a part of me feel gross being like, you have to like the things I like. Mm. But at the same time, they're going to find that stuff anyway. Right. And I want, you know, of you want to be able to talk connect, to them. Yeah, you want to have like... something to relate to your kids. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then they'll eventually grow up and decide. And I guess my final point would be, I feel better knowing that... When they grow up, they will be able to kind of make those decisions, you know, they'll be, they won't be like me where I'm like, well, I can't like this because it's gay. Right. Like, I won't be watching Shrek in Shark Tale as a defense mechanism against <laughs> effeminate content. Oh, dear God. Yeah. And I won't be looking at the, like, Princess and the Frog trailer on TV and being like, well, that looks kind of nice and fun. But being like, no. No. I'm a boy. Yeah. I'm a boy, damn it. <laughs> That is so sad, but, yeah. like, but a good point. <laughs> yes, and, I, like, I don't know how it would be for you. I mean, how do you feel on the matter? Honestly, I would go, <laughs> I'm going to say the exact opposite, where you're like, well, I let them explore their, no, like, I would, like, there are certain things that I would, like, establish to my kids as, like, a default, and then every, I would make everything else feel, like, extraneous. Like, I would, <laughs> like, I feel like I would just, like, expose them to, like, the Renaissance era of Disney as if they were the only movies ever made. <laughs> right. Like, that sounds terrible, but I feel like that's how I would do it. I'd be like, no, I'd, like, want to establish a Disney baseline with them, and then, and then be like, well, you're, you're on your own, like, yeah. how's your taste now, kids? Like, well, that's fine, too, because it's, like, I had to come back to all those movies, because my, you know, they were just one of a million things that were put on. I didn't know they were good. Like, I didn't realize right. how good they were. Right. And, like, I hate, oh, God, this is going to sound so pretentious. I'm going to get bullied for this episode. <laughs> if anyone listens to this, they're going to come find me and, like, kick sand like, in my eyes. Give me your lunch, money. And fart in my soda. <laughs> yeah. And, like, push my cat down a yep. cat tree. Like, knock her off the cat tree. Yep. Um, they're but, coming for you. Oh, no. Just have mercy on Cupsy. She doesn't deserve <laughs> These were my decisions. Um, but... Yeah, it's, like, oh, anyway, the point, uh, it, it's like the, oh, you make your baby listen to Mozart to make them smarter, it's like, well, you can, sh- like, there's a lot of Disney stuff where I'm like, oh, I could show this because it's good, and it teaches kids, like, cool artistry, yeah and, like, teaches them, you know, basic morals, for the most right. part, and, you and know. the value of 2D animation. <laughs> yes, and the va- why we have to save 2D animation at right. all, any and all costs. <laughs> And boy, howdy, are their costs, let me right. tell you. Have you seen how little money Treasure Planet made? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I, I think if we were going to summarize all of this, it's that Disney adult just kind of feels like adult now. It yeah. Just, in an age where everything is content, everything is brand, everything is, like, on social right. media-wise, loving Disney is just another part, like, just it's a little, avenue like, of wave. Like, yeah, exactly. Just a drop in the ocean. It does seem like it. Yeah. It's it's becoming like honestly the the question is what is what inspires the reaction to like be a, a, like averted away from Disney adults? Like what 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 do people feel so uncomfortable with them about? Like what is that conflict? I think it's just cynicism. I, I like Yeah. 
I will say, like, the 2000s, when Disney became super uncool, it was also just, we were in a wave of cynicism. Right. And then, like, the twenty early 2010s, there was a wave of earnestness where it's like, no, this stuff has value, and it's okay to like things, and it's okay yeah. to just be happy. And now we're in another wave of cynicism. You and know what's interesting? That's so interesting. It's like when when the country, like, faces tragedy, yeah, Disney's like the first thing to get booted. Right, you're like, not allowed to be happy. Because, like, the first wave of, like, boycotts of Disney was after, like, the assassination of JFK and, and MLK. And that, that is when the protests started. And then, yeah, and then post 9-11, everyone's like, Disney who? We don't yeah. care. We're listening to Green Day, and we're angry. Yeah, we're just... Uh, yeah. We're angry <laughs> about everything. Yeah, everything's terrible. Right. And I'm like, oh. Guys, you don't know. Right. Like you gotta, you gotta start. Mo- you gotta get ready now, cause like the yeah. real storm's coming, baby. Right. Um, but we're in a wave of that now. Yeah, and I just think, and I think it helps that social media pushes back against that more and more. Where it's like, True. no, no, don't, don't crap on people for liking right. stuff. Don't crap on people for, you know, choosing joy. Right. And yeah, I think the cringe comes from a lot of people who. Well, it, people who know they can also make and make they're more basically money. Disney adults too they because they make well. money off of making it can fun be monetized. Of yep, just as much. Oh my goodness, where does it end? Yeah, and that's kind of the ironic thing. Even the pushback <laughs> against Disney adults is, is participating in part of the Disney adult culture. Yeah. So if you're gonna take away one thing from this, it's you are a Disney adult whether you like it or not. <laughs> Thank you. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. You know, we'll pat you on the shoulder and say, you know, forget it, detective. It's right. it's Disneyland. Right. <laughs> As we walk off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hope you join us on these episodes. Um, we're really excited to get, you know, make stuff again, to right. get to hang out again. Yeah. Um, we're working on a schedule. Ideally, we're going to try and have sort of one sort of more long-form analytical piece every other week and then the interim weeks we'll just have a smaller brisker discussion right something more fun maybe a recap or a review of content mm-hmm. um we have a lot of different ideas we have a lot of different avenues right. for specific marvel content specific star wars There's content plenty of inspiration on the docket so yes. we're excited for all of you to hear and until next time i'm carter and i'm sydney have a magical day